Hey everybody, Jeff Peterson here, and this is the Interstate of Music podcast. And I've got somebody live in studio, and her name is Leslie Hunt. She is a musician, a singer, a songwriter. She did that whole idol thing. We'll get into that. Um, but first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate and it. you're from the, are you from the Chicago area? Like yes. born and raised mm-hmm. and that whole thing. Yep. And have you moved away from there for any part of your life or pretty much stuck there? Literally only less than a year of my life. I, I lived in Boulder, Colorado. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. Did you, so why, why did you go to Boulder for a year out of your life? Um, right out of high school, four of my best guy friends we're going to go out there, like, for various reasons. Some were going to go to school. Some were going to just, you know, go work and just kind of get out yeah, of the scam, area. Yeah, ski bombs. Yeah, scam, and I was, like, like kind of last minute, like, I'm coming with, you know. So yep. so the five of us lived in a house together, and I, I had um, – I was, you know, singing and playing piano, but okay. I was only – 17 and 18 so that my venue options were limited sure but i still did you know i played at um this place called penny lane and i also uh delivered subs called at a place called snarfs okay and, uh, shout out to snarfs if snarfs. it's still around yeah and then i also uh worked at a cd warehouse warehouse music nice yeah. so so would you say that that year out of your life was a highlight like a growing experience that you think that you look back on and you like needed and got a lot out of? I think so because it got me, I skied a lot. So as a skier, I got much, much better. I started out, you know, pretty, you know, well versed in skiing, but I got way better over the course of living there. And I also, um, it was kind of my first time living away from home and it showed me that I could, you know, earn enough money and budget and kind of, you know, be responsible for my little rent. And right. I wasn't ready because I always knew I was going to be a musician. And so I wasn't just trying to go right to college. You sure. know, I kind of wanted to like live in the world a little bit. Um, and a couple of years later, I did end up going to music, uh, music school, cool. but I needed to kind of live for a little bit first. You know, yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there um, that should go that route, mm-hmm. but they don't because they, they think there's such a structure of, High school, college, career, you know, or get a real job type of a thing. And, you know, I guess they call it, you know, the trendy way to say it is a gap year or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's just a matter of, you know, finding a way to mature and actually figure out, do I actually want to do college? Because so many, so many of us go to college right away and really screw up those first two years. Not, Not saying they're not a fun two years, but kind of, you know screw up some money budgeting with uh, putting it towards an education that we weren't getting. I I left a couple college dropout uh, details out of my story just now in telling that. (laughs) So, yeah. Sometimes you drop those things out. You know, a lot of people don't bring them back up right after. I'm going to bring them back up because I'm just like, I'm no better. You know what I mean? So I was like, I love that part I tried to go to community college out there. It wasn't a fit. Which which one was it? I went to... uh, Was it Oakton? I went to uh, Front... uh, Oh my God! What was it called? I don't remember. It was in like West Ch- Chester, Westminster. Okay. It was just like a little bit outside of Boulder, and I was trying to. I was learning psychology. I thought I was going to maybe do like psychology because I just loved like human mind, and and then I realized that like I could write songs and reach more people at once. And did you realize when you were in Colorado on your own that you could be a musician, and that was like an actual? path that you thought you could make money and turn it into a career or was it were you still kind of exploring your your own skills and love of I knew I knew that I was going to 
be a, an artist of some kind. I knew that I was going to be a songwriter because I, it was just something that I didn't, songs just came to me. They were just given to me and I never felt like they were even mine. You know what I mean? Because okay. I, I would wake up and they would just be there and I'd be like, ah, and like I have to write them down or record them or I had this little tiny cassette player with those mini cassettes. Yeah, right, you know? for and I have sure. Like a box full. Right. And so um, it was just, it was the case all through high school. It was kind of a big way that I processed a lot of the tougher things that teenagers, you know, feel and think and experience. Do you still have that box of those little cassettes? I do. Do you have the player that you can actually play them? I do. When's the last time you actually rifled through that box and listened? Not since they were recorded. So I've never rifled through them or listened to them. Leslie. I know. You've got to do it. I literally want you to go back and do that (laughs) within the next week. And I want you to message me back and be like, that was a bad idea, Jeff. You should have never told me to do that. Or... Holy cow. I have a whole new album of music. Right? Yeah, but I feel like it would just be like, sound like just a bunch of Tori Amos B-sides. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Turn them into A's, though. Turn, Turn those A's. B's into A's. Yeah, yeah. So, so when did, uh, so you moved back. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, I moved back. Um, I, I have actually, there's another part of the story. I, I, I was struggling pretty bad with anorexia. Okay. And so being away from any watchful eyes whatsoever, I was harder. Kinda, it was just easier for me to get away with it. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. And so I was just, I kind of um, got pretty bad out there. Okay. You know, I would say that I just was like, I was barely eating at all. And, and then I, my parents, like I told my parents and my dad was like, let's go. <laughs> so he like came out to Colorado, packed me up, brought awesome. me back. You know, so you knew where your support group was. You knew you knew you needed I, a support group. I knew I wasn't gonna get better out there. Right. You know, I knew I kind of needed to like be back home and figure out what that was all about. So, um, and I missed my sister too. So, because sure. she kind of like my parents like so I kind of my parents split towards the end of high school, okay. and then I was like, "Bye, bitches." Can I swear on this podcast? Uh, you can say whatever the fuck okay. you want. Fuck yeah! <laughs> so I was like, "Bye, bitches." I'm out. And then my sister was like, are you though? God, that sucks. And then, so then I, I left and then kind of was like, I should go back and like kind of be with my family still. Cause there was still, you know, I, I felt like I was still needed sure. know, to kind of help everybody. But, um, yeah. And then, uh, came back and did try to go to music school. Okay. Still wasn't real healthy in my lifestyle. Um, and then, but I was commuting to Chicago from St. Charles. Okay. And I was actually, when 9-11 happened, I was like on a train on my way to go to Chicago. And they were like, never mind. Like, right. this crazy thing happened. Everybody off the train. Nobody's going to Chicago right now. Right. Like, skyscraper town, you know? Wow. So, um, yeah. So that was hard to do because my earliest class started at like 8 in the morning to fit it, fit and the then, commute in. And then my last class ended at 8 at night. So, so you're I was just like hanging out there all day, all, all night, day, getting nothing else Not eating there either. Right. You know what I mean? And right. so like, just, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I wrote a lot of good music, but then I did end up dropping it out again. So that was my second dropout thing. And then I came back to St. Charles and uh, just kind of, I guess I just worked in, as like a cocktail waitress for a while. Sure. And then uh, I've never actually told any of these stories before, to be honest. Well, so, thank you for sharing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, of course I have with friends, yeah. but not in like this situation. When, when, you know, not to get too deep into it, but like when did you feel as though you turned that necessary corner for you on the 
anorexia and, oh, yeah. and all of that. Like, when did that, like, you start to feel right. like you were taking back control yeah. of that and understanding what it, what it was? I mean, so many right. of us don't, don't know what that struggle is right. and, and what that mindset is and, right. and how to reach out in those situations. So, right. so what did that feel like? And, you know, how did you start to feel like you were getting the control and the support that you needed to get through it? Yeah, I love that. So, I mean, I, I had been hospitalized many times, many different, you know, therapists, uh, tried everything. And what really changed things for me was when I, um, I was living in Chicago. So, so I was in St. Charles, still bad. Being around my family wasn't the very best because that's kind of like where all those behaviors started. Sure. It's like an effort to control, sure. an effort to kind of numb and, you know, just kind of, um, it wasn't really about like looking a certain way. If anything, it looked awful. <laughs> you know, it's like, it wasn't about like trying to be cool or cute. Right. It was just like a control thing. Like sure. I was just like, I could, I don't know. And then uh, I went, I enrolled in, I, I moved to Chicago and got an apartment with a friend and enrolled in school in a, you know, um, more concise schedule. It wasn't so spread out. Sure. And it was, and I did really well and I was doing really well in school and I was getting really good grades. And, um, and then I met somebody, he came to one of my shows. I was still... Throughout this Playing whole time, out. I'm still, still gigging. gigging like crazy. Yep. Yeah, still yep. performing. Um, even got like a development deal with Sony at one point, you know, and they they That's flew they flew me out for a showcase in Manhattan, and you know, and I got to, I just was a little too sick to do what probably I just couldn't really handle it. You know what I mean? And sure. so I was just sort of there, but I was just like, like just kind of like a weird. Yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't ready. Yeah. Right. Um, for that. So. Because a lot of people don't realize that. You know, being an artist, the the physical, the mental, the passion, yeah. the drive, right. it's all got to be in sync Truly. for you to be able to take it to that right. level that you're looking to take it. Well, because I didn't, I knew I was an artist, but I didn't really believe, you know, in myself or like I couldn't see myself up against some of the other people that I saw out there just like glistening uh, confidence and you know, I just yeah. kind of felt like a little more like an artist, but like, please don't look at me too closely, anyone. You yeah. know, I want to be as small as possible. I want to write as small as yep. possible and eat as much tiny bites and, you know, right. just be like barely with the living. So um, I I met somebody at my show and he was like a tramp. Like he would hop freight trains and he was kind of like a ex-Marine that was like <coughs> living um, out of a backpack, more or less homeless. Right. <laughs> totally living on the fringe. And the way he talked to me about my anorexia, he was just like, oh, God, like, that's such, like, a suburban, like, you know so what I mean? So he stereotyped it. But, like, it worked. Right. You know what I mean? Because I was just like, oh, because he's just like, look at the, the world is such a big place. He was, like, an activist. He was, like, you know what I mean? Kind of, right. like, focusing on what was going on in the world. And he's like, your world is, like, all of this? Like, like what a waste. Right. And for some reason, that worked more than the therapy. That worked more than anything because I was just like, Ew, I don't want to identify as like, because anorexia truly is like a very self-absorbed right. fixation. You know what I mean? Where yeah. everything is about like, and so, so for it, him so to kind was, of burst that bubble, he like call me like he was just like, ew. Like, call you out a little bit. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was brutal. And I don't know if it would work for everyone, but it worked for me. And I was like, well, it, ew, it, I don't want to be like People that. say it all the time. It's like, consider the source. Well, it, you know, you probably had a bunch of people like saying certain things, but when you get it from 
a person that you probably didn't think had the right to say it, <laughs> had the was in the position in your he life to say to not it. Hurt my feelings no, he either. was basically just came out and just laid it out yeah. there in in such a simplistic, basic <laughs> like. Get out of your own way. Let's do that. Like, yeah. come on. What There's, a waste of time. Yeah, like that was yesterday. Tomorrow's yeah. this. We're doing let's, it this let's way. Let's do this now. Like, I, you know, and I and I think it's <laughs> I think it's important to kind of note in everything we do in life is the self awareness. Number one, I, I think there is a power in you <laughs> that through your, just hearing this brief part of your story, you were very self aware through it all. I was. And, and I was writing songs about it. And, and so many, so many, know, I think, yeah. don't, um, y- you know, that's, that is what, what was key in getting you through it is being self-aware. Yeah. And I think it's also, as you start to look into your, your next step in your life and your career and do I want to be a musician? I am a musician, all this being self-aware throughout that entire process. I think so much of your strength is probably coming from all of that, that you went through. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and people say, Oh, I, you know, so much of me is the struggles in my life. Yeah. It's like, let's not get cliche about it, but it's what you, know, you do with them. It's what you do with mm-hmm. them. That's exactly right. right. It's, it's knowing what it was, mm-hmm. knowing what your place was in it, knowing what you wanted to change from it and then acting on it, which I right. think you, you kind of just hit all of those things in this brief little portion and yeah again thanks for i mean thank you for being so open about it because yeah. i think i think when you sit there and you talk about this being an interstate music podcast we could sit here and have conversations about the highlights of a person's career and yeah. what's your next you know song and what's your next hit and what's your next next gig and oh you're writing a book mm-hmm. and oh you're in a movie we could sit there yeah we could talk yeah. about that but i would rather you know share real journeys because there's a Mm -hmm. whole hell of a lot more musicians out there that are going through their own challenges, their own struggles, their own Mm -hmm. successes, their own failures, all of it, and have people be able to connect to this show and and have it be more about them being able to be inspired and motivated, Mm -hmm. you know, through it. So so, it's so important when people share and I, you know, I love that. I love that about you already. Cool. Thanks. So I'm an open book. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> right? So, so obviously, you know, you've got to go through life. You went through school. You've got to make money. Did the gigging start to turn into like something that you were making? Did you have regular gigs? Were you playing covers? Were you being the, you know, the, the jukebox, the human jukebox or were right. you playing originals? What did that start to turn into as far as Building your identity in music. Yeah, I love that. That's a great question. So um, when I was in music school, I was uh, performing in like piano bars. Sure. You know, so there's this place called Underground Wonder Bar that was let me play every week, which was great. And this beautiful nine foot grand um, kind of like, um, I guess now it's called the Viagra Triangle. But in, in, in Chicago, <laughs> sure, I don't, I don't sure. know. What, uh, yeah, I don't, it was awesome, awesome opportunity. And then... Uh, you know, and then when I when I was done with music school, there was a flyer that said like, you know, earn earn some good money and sing some covers in this band. And so I joined a band called World Class Noise. It was my first cover band experience, okay. and I was making you know all right money for at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was a great way to cover play. bands make money. Yeah, they do. They you know, do. Because people want to sing to the songs they know, and that's why it's right. so hard to be an original artist yeah. and go out there and. 
and make it because people are like, well, you're going to have to work I for tips. I haven't Like, right, and then they just start talking to each other. They just want to sing at each other. Right, that's songs true. Songs that they know. That's ex- you know, I'm like, come sing at each other. Right. Sway in a group, you know. What was what was the one song, and no knock to the artist that cut the song and, and is known for the song, what's the one song that you sang so many times that you're like, I really don't want to ever sing this song again? That's such a, okay, so you'd think that I would have one. Mm-hmm. But I don't. And the reason is because I no longer. So what's what's so great about what I get to do. So now, fast forward, I'm just going to tell you what I do now. Yeah. I lead an eight-piece band that does exclusively private events. And we do very high-end private events. We do an average of, like, 50 to 60 a year. Wow. And I lead the band. And so I have, like, benefits. And, like, you know, it's, like, a very nice, cushy, secure job. Eight-piece band. Yeah. Like, Horns, horns like, okay. singers, yeah. Anytime you start getting past like four or five, right. I'm like, horns? Horns. <laughs> got a couple horns. And right. then they also like play percussion and sing. And like, you know, it's just a great band. I'm so blessed. I've been leading. What's the name of it? It's called Entourage. Entourage, nice. Yeah, Entourage. And it's through Arlen Music Productions, who I've been working for since 2008. So this so, is your steady. This is my steady. Steady pay. Yeah. It's very nice. But what's cool about it is that there is no ego in it whatsoever and so as a musician and as a singer i'm just a vessel for joy right and so any of the songs that i might objectively like if i was singing them in a booth with none of that joy coming back at me or none of those experiences of watching people like okay like let's say call me maybe yep not a huge fan of the song right it's actually kind of hard to sing that chorus Hey, I just met you. This is crazy. Like that, like just up there, it's like hard to kind of stay in tune. Yep. But I watch people having so much fun. And so I can't actually have negative feelings about that. I love that. Because because part of music, I I think part of music, it is, if you're not connecting with the audience, you could have been completely nailing your own your vocals, you could have had the best gig playing your guitar, doing everything could have been just perfect. But if you don't have the engagement from the crowd, you walk out and say, that was just And awful. I see that sometimes when I like when I'll I'll sing with another band and I watch these people up on stage and they're just like in their own little world. Yep. And and the people on the on the dance floor are just like they'll notice that and be like, anyway. Right. You know, but yep. but what I like about my band is that we project outward. Yep. And so they are facing us. Yeah. Because they love that interaction. Yep. And we'll find, we'll like lock eyes and be like, oh, you know these words too, baby. You yep. know, and like there's no ego in it. And so that contrasting with, I'm also in a progressive rock metal band, which is like called District 97. Leslie, who are you right now? <laughs> <laughs> so I have three bands, Entourage, right. District 97, and then my stuff, which I'm about right. to perform tonight. That so, is amazing. Yeah. So. So when do you, like, how far do you travel? I mean, you've got a family. You, you're kind of doing that whole family thing, and you've I, got responsibilities. Yeah, I've got two kids that I co-parent yeah. with, with their dads, yeah. So, I mean, it's it that's, like, real-life stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing that many events and the large corporate events and yeah. stuff like that, they're not necessarily all in your own backyard. No, they're never in my own backyard. Right. Because I live where my village is. 
village, you know, takes a village. Yep. That's what I mean. Yep. It's not, I don't live in an actual village. Um, <laughs> the village <laughs> and, of St. Charles. And I take maybe. my horse to the grocery <laughs> store, and right. it's delightful. No, we. Uh, it's called St. Charles, Illinois. That's where I was raised, more yep. or less, from the time I was 10 on. And uh, my dad lives there. My mom lives there. Not a lot grand. of corporate event facilities in St. Charles. There are some, and sometimes I get to perform there. But for the most part, I'm in Chicago. Right. You know, so I'm driving. Um, it is nice being that close to Chicago, though. It is. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's really not that bad. It's like an hour. I'm so used to it now. I just like, yeah. it's actually a chance for me to kind of warm up and, you know, listen to some cool podcasts and just right. kind of blow my mind a little bit before I get there. And I love that. Cool. So as you're kind of moving forward... You, you got into the whole American Idol thing, mm-hmm. and everybody has their opinions about American Idol, and I think it, it kind of goes through. It's like it's been around for so long now that people have had a chance to be like, I love American Idol. I watch it every time. They're super excited, and then all the season 12, season 4. Like, then they started being, like, really critical of right. people that were on American Idol. How did that feel for you? Number one, why did you do it? Why did you put yourself in a situation that you could have really, really critical opinions about whatever they decide they want to have a critical opinion about, right or wrong, and out there for everybody to see or hear? Forever on the internet. Forever on the internet, in in the best and worst way. And, And then, like, to think that that was going to do something for you. Like, what did you... Why'd you do it? What'd you expect from it? Right. I get, okay, so I have, so another fun thing about me is that I have lupus. And so I have a, um, I'm very healthy if I eat right, exercise, sleep enough. Yep. I'm able to keep myself like more or less symptom free. And I do sure. take like a medicine that has very, no side effects at all. I just, you know, so I'm very lucky. But um, apparently, even though I've been in remission for a long time, this whole thing can't handle live vaccines. And so I went, I had plans to travel around the Amazon rainforest in Brazil with my boyfriend at the time, got a yellow fever vaccine, got down to Miami. Luckily, life-savingly luckily, we had a one-day delay due to some visa issue. Mm -hmm. So I would have, when I started getting my really bad reaction, which started as a headache and then it turned into a seizure and then I was like more or less unconscious for, for 10 days. Wow. Thinking that... My parents were told, like, you should fly down to Brazil and say goodbye. She's not going to make it. All her organs are failing. She's got pancreatitis. She's got encephalitis. Like, this girl's going down. So come say goodbye. You know? And so they did. My parents flew down. And they said if she survives, she'll be a vegetable with irreversible brain damage. And, like, I didn't die or have any problems afterwards. And Unbelievable. So, and so I was just like... I had all these songs I hadn't recorded yet. You know, I was like doing all this stuff and I was just like, I got to do something big because I've got a wild rodeo of a, an immune system in my body and I don't know what is going to happen for me. So I was like, I'm going to do something big and wild and I'm just going to go out for America. All right, Leslie, legitimately, there's no way anybody would expect that to be the reason why they did American <laughs> Idol. I mean, almost died. Like, yeah. like, like 10 days completely out, all of that. Right. Like. I am completely amazed. Like, I'm sitting here. Like, we did not know each other before this at all. (laughs) I'm completely amazed by you, shocked. Uh, Like, just, you are such an amazing person that that you're sitting here, like, smiling, being able to talk about it and being so open about it. And, like, sharing how that, like, is... So much of your purpose is, mm-hmm. is like, you know what, I've been through these things 
and yeah. I'm going to go live because it, I don't, it's a thing. It's like just, who knows? people need to yeah. know, you know, you should want to live every day. Mm-hmm. And I've been through like the situation to kind of prove it yeah. in such a dramatic way. <laughs> like seriously, I mean, this isn't like a gradual, this is like boom, boom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. American Idol. I'm going to go do this. Right. So, so where did you audition? Was it in Chicago or no, another city? No, I, I decided, we decided to make a little vacay out of it. And cool. not knowing that the audition city that you audition in, you have to keep going back oh, there. Oh, no, seriously. A bunch of times. Right. Small so, print, Leslie. <laughs> didn't read a single thing. Just showed right. up at the cattle call yep. in L.A. So oh, I had to fly my silly ass to L.A. repeatedly on my How many own times? Dime. How many times? Three times before they started paying. Yeah. But luckily, one of the times, so it was three. Okay, no, I shouldn't say that. I actually only flew myself one other time, and then we just stayed until the next. Gotcha. Audition. Well, that that still cost you money. It would still cost stay you staying yeah. in a hotel. a hotel. I don't know anybody in LA. Right. So, um, so that was wild. And then they're like, "You're going to Hollywood," and I'm like, "Oh, I've been here quite a bit, though." All right, cool. Like, <laughs> I already, I already it's know. like I've been in Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> staying in Hollywood, but like we'll fly you back. So, uh, yeah, it was crazy. I kept making it further and further. And I had never seen the show in my life. What what season was it? See, I was season six. Who who are you that you're a musician? I you're, didn't that, watch what? TV. I didn't watch TV. I just I I wasn't in my lifestyle. I just did. I don't even know that. So, that's again. Yeah. <laughs> continue to shock me. That's fine. I should fine. have watched like one season before I did it, yeah. but I just did it because I was just like, okay. let's go. So and you didn't realize how cruel they might be. No, I had no idea. And I maybe that's have. good. Maybe, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's good. Would have done. Yeah. Probably, probably practiced a little more, like because at that point I hadn't done much singing with a microphone. I had only sang and played piano at the same time. So, so how old were you when you did Idol? Twenty-three. So yeah, you weren't really no. performing much, doing mm. that whole thing. What song did you sing? I, I considered myself kind of a soul singer. Okay. <laughs> Even though, like, my season, there was, like, Melinda Doolittle and Lakeisha Jones. Yeah. They were just, like, soul singers. Yeah, but you didn't know them. And I felt like a soulful yeah. white girl. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, you I are, sang, though. I am. And I sang Aretha Franklin songs. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't, like, you didn't take the shortcut. You no. went right for yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't do like the Joss Stone thing. Yeah, right. I was just like, I'm gonna do like the heart. The. Yeah. <laughs> the so, soul system. So I so I did Natural Woman for my, oh my um, for my for like votes. Yeah. You know, that one, and then the the second one was Feeling Good by Nina Simone, and I scattered. It was a fateful choice. Whoa. So you did <laughs> you did, you did well. Yeah, I was yeah I was top twenty. Out of did- a, out of hundred and four thousand. I'll say that that yeah. you crushed it. Kind of feels that way. And so you went through it, and what were the nerves like being in the top 20 and going through that? Was it awful, or were you energized by it, or was this, like, not good for you? Did it oh. bring it? Did it bring some of that other struggles back to the surface? No. Thank God. No. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I was, um, I'm a fighter. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. so, like. It's almost a, it's almost too much. Like if something traumatic, let's say, like somebody broke into this place or something like that. Like some people would freeze, some people would. F- I would like fight the person with no weapons. Right. I'd probably die. Right. You know what I mean? So like yeah. when when it comes to like stressful things, I like my instinct is to like fight. Just, and so yeah. I was just very energized and very like 
competitive and I took it very seriously. Yeah. Some people were out partying and I was just like in my house, like me, 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 like, or, like, I guess hotel room. Cause you, you were looking at it as the experience to get you the to the next, the opportunity, yeah, the whole like, thing. I was like just trying to hone and I knew that physically I, I was weird. Like I couldn't sing well and look good at the same time. I was really good at lip syncing and like dancing or singing and kind of having to go inward and thinking really hard about it. Right. So I would just. But like, the entertainment really... stage presence was a challenge. It was very hard. And yeah. how much coaching and all of that was part a of it? A little bit. We got a little bit, and everybody in the show could see that I was just so deep into my own head. Sure. They were just like, "We believe in you. You need to believe in you because yeah. everybody at home, those thirty-six million viewers, every single episode, they're going to see that you don't believe in you, and." We need to know, like, you need to exude, like, if you won, what kind of album would you make? Right. I'm just like, I don't fucking know. They're like, right. well, neither do we. Uh, so, that's, and that's where the the negative aspect yeah. of you needing to have that confidence because yeah. you've got you've got to put that out there. Right. Because so for have... a while, the lack of confidence is, for lack of a better word, cute, endearing, right. endearing. Right. Oh, not... look at her. But they're this... looking for a star. And then and then it they're starts looking... getting real. Right. When you start getting in, into that 20, that top mm. 25 type of a thing, right. then people are actually judging what you're going to be. Right. And if you can be what, you know, the winner should be from American Idol. Right. So then it gets hyper real for you. Mm -hmm. So you get, boom, cut. No more idol, right? All right, sorry <laughs> to slam that on you right here in the show. Yep. What did that, I mean, what did that do to you? What did that feel like? Were you like, oh shit, it's over. I just put myself out there. Uh -huh. Music, right. I don't know if this is gonna help me or did this just crush me? Like, right. what were you thinking? So when, when I said that I scatted, so the thing about idol is I'm sure you know, you have to sing the song that got you eliminated again. Oh, yes. So my last thing was scatting as the credits are starting to roll. And so I start to try it, but I'm a little upset. I'm, and to my credit, I'm the only female up until that point that didn't just cry through her song. Good for so you. I was singing, right. but I was like mad. You know what I mean? And yep. I was just like, and so I started to scat. And I, go, and, and I have told the story. I forget, like, forget yeah. me. But um, so I'm like, and then I'm like, why did I decide to scat? America don't care for jazz, and that's fucking fine with me. And I got like mad. And I started squaring, and the late and so then they just like ushered me off the stage. You go right. So when you get eliminated, you have to go right into a room just with a grief counselor. Oh wow! That you've never met, and they're like, and she's like, "How are you feeling? Are you having any suicidal thoughts?" And I'm just like. Bitch, it's, who it's are like, you? Right. What oh, the fuck? Man. I, I get. Yeah. I get what their attempt is in that. It you was. Know, a, it felt sweet weird. gesture. Yeah. It's like a little off on the timing, maybe. Little too soon. Like, give me some hugs. It's like people like put the. People it's like, I am love. I supposed to feel that way right yeah, now? Yeah. Like, wait, wait, what? what right. Has that happened? <laughs> right. What's like, going on right now? Are you speaking from yeah. experience? Where's the leather couch I'm supposed yeah, to lay on? Like, where yeah. are the bodies? Right. So it was pretty wild. And then they were, and then they get everybody in a room and then they're like okay you're we're gonna let you sleep for a few hours and then we're gonna pick you up at like you know three in the morning and you're gonna do a press junket all day where you sit in this in a booth or whatever so they did they do it a little bit because they need to make sure that you're prepped for what they need you to do right they're just like 
you know, you're the hottest story for exactly 24 hours and then you probably don't exist anymore. Right. This kind of thing. So, like, you have to tell, you have to, so you'll be sitting there, they're like, all right, now you're in Arizona or, like, you know, Santa Fe. Hi. So why did you scat? Gosh, I don't know. Anyway, thanks. Go find yourself. Bye. And, and then there's Toledo, then, Ohio. So why did you yeah, scat? All day. <laughs> it's like. Retell the story. Oh, man. Over oh. and over again. You're just like, yeah. Oh. What a choice that was. Yeah. Right. It was gosh. wild. So, did and then it? I stayed in LA for a while. Did it open doors? You know what it did? It gave me a nice bio fluffer. Yeah. Where like, if I do something, anything, right, I get to say American Idol, right, semifinalist. Yep. Has All a new it. album. People are like, ooh, you Must know, be pretty so, legit. So it just kind of like puts my stuff because it 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 does make you pretty legit. I mean, when you say top twenty out of uh, sixty, yeah, hundred four thousand, that is legit. That's legit. It's yeah. super legit, and so that's what it did. And it is hard to judge musician A, B, C, D, E Truly. without because everybody's so different and unique, so they don't get. Like the ability to kind of be out there in front of, so it totally is legit. Yeah. So, so when it when you went that route, what's the biggest thing that happened for you after that? Just really good gigs, or did it? Did you have somebody say, "I want to give you a record deal"? Like, what mm. was the next? What was the biggest thing that happened because of it? Right after. Um, they got to meet Oprah. I mean, like, what? What? No, any, like, nothing uh, like that. Like, uh. They do like a, um, a like there there are like various sort of offshoots with the brand of like ex contestants you know that are like t like talk show hosts for like an idol recap sure you know so I get to like be on there and um, just different like press stuff would come up because they they do get you are with their publicist still for like a month yeah so like you get to you know talk on the radio and sure. like different like e, you know e news blah 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 like so you know you do some cool stuff but I didn't really meet um, anyone necessarily what i did do actually right after that i was like like i did a ton of events with the lupus foundation of america oh cool and so i did you know i sang, so you took I sang at their walks and i like i met patty labelle at one of the galas yeah so like, you took she, advantage of yeah. using that to help and i did that a for cause like a, you cared a about year. yeah good for you yeah so when did you like so you've got some albums out you've got a lot of original music yeah and you know like, is that something you kind of still pride yourself on that you are a singer songwriter mm -hmm. to the core? Yes. Cause absolutely. I mean, you've got, you are not, you, you're not just somebody that likes to write music. You are lyrically like amazing. Like Thanks. when you listen to your music, you can like, you listen to the music, the lyrics of the music and you somehow you just, it connects, it connects dots. Thank so, I mean, you. it's, it's really, I mean, you're very, very good at what you do, but you also have like a volume of, of music that you've written mm -hmm. that's out there, mm -hmm. um, which isn't all that common, to be honest with you. Oh. You hear a lot of singer songwriters and they've got like seven songs. Right. And it's just kind of there because yeah. they t take so much into every song. It takes them forever to get it to a point that they're willing mm -hmm. to put it out there. Right. Y you've put music out there. Yeah. And so what was the, the first, I, I guess, you know, album, for, what was the first one that you put out there and how did you release it? If you didn't have a, 
a deal? Mm-hmm. Like, did you self-produce? Self. So, mm-hmm. so tell me what that was like, and yeah. when was the first one? Okay, yeah, so I started working on the first one right after Idol. Yep. I connected with a producer that I've since worked on all of my solo stuff with. He cool. did. He did um, Your Hair is on Fire is the first one, Wait for It is the second one, and then I just put out, like, two EPs back-to-back, and then he did Ascend and Descend as well. So he's, like, a good friend. I've known him since I was doing, like, the Sony thing back in high school. Um, yeah. So Ascend so, just, you just launched Ascend, Ascend not long ago. Ascend came out in June, and then Descend comes out on the 22nd of October. Oh, my gosh, that's mm-hmm. exciting. Now, you're going to actually I'm performing, s- performing you know, all Descend. of them back-to-back. Yeah. That's goosebump stuff for me. I like just legit, got it like, too on my like leg. legit. <laughs> I, so, so there's there's moments like that you get a chance because in today's world, sometimes I think there's just there's some overthinking of timing and this and that. I mm-hmm. am unbelievably grateful that you're going to come here to Interstate Music and perform mm-hmm. it on I'm stage on the live stream. This is amazing. And, and like you're gonna put it out there before you put it out there, mm-hmm. which that's not normal. And I love that. That I love that it's like it's a little bit of a like a, a yeah. teaser mm-hmm. in a live format before you put it out there. Right. You know, I think it's I think it's brilliant. Thanks. Just because it's also part of what we, we've got yeah. cooking. But um, super exciting. Thanks. Why ascend, descend? Yeah. Okay. So because um, there's something to those there the titles. Is, there is. There is. So I wasn't sure because I knew that they they were their own bodies of work. So they were written. You know. So one. All of Ascend was written before COVID and any of that. Okay. So I pictured it. And then and then Descend was all written during the quarantine, during, you know, all the, the Black Lives Matter protests. Everything. And, you know, everything. So um, I, I wrote all that, recorded it, didn't really have the finishing touches on it because all of a sudden, like, I couldn't, like, go into the studio and do sure. more vocals. Right. And so, so then it only took me writing all of Descend to be like, I gotta, I gotta just do this. And I, and I wrote one song on Descent that I knew I wanted Christian Cullen, the producer I told you yeah. about. I wanted him to produce it because I thought it was just this really cool poppy song. Yep. And then I was like, you should just help me finish all of this. Like, I have Ascend already mostly done. Yep. I gotta do some vocals on it, put some finishing touches on yeah. it, you know, um, kind of just like craft it because he's really good at chiseling and kind of carving out yeah, space. And yeah. he's just an amazing producer and musician and friend. Um, and... So Ascend is basically like, you know, we're on a plane, we're going, oh my God, I've got this, I've got these, this EP kind of awakening again as a songwriter because I've been doing My whole life's ahead of me. Totally, totally. Like, here we go. And then Descend's like, actually, we're going to go hit the (laughs) We're going to be, you know, we got a long layover. We got a layover, right. Totally. For for a very, who knows? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's going to be a weird layover because we'll we'll board the plane, but then they're going to tell us to get off the plane. Yeah, just over and over (laughs) again. And like, sometimes you're wearing masks, sometimes not. Right, yeah. Yeah, so it's basically just like, like, ooh, you know. So Descend is, is, um, was, you know, more of like a cozy, but, but there's some really like funky high energy songs on it too. So. I love what is, so what's, what's next? I mean, I know you're releasing, you know, Descend soon and mm-hmm. you're going to be playing it here live, Yeah. but what's, what's next? Like what's, what's next for Leslie? I, I am hoping honestly, so truly I haven't done much live performing with a band with this stuff. Mm-hmm. What we're doing today yeah. is the first time. I love that. 
So I invested a bunch of money to have a really good charts made. Yeah. So we could get away with, because everybody's so busy right now. You don't understand. Like the, the event industry right now, it's two wedding seasons rolled into one. Yeah. I am drowning in wedding details. Yes. Because I'm, I'm, I'm leading the band. So right. So I'm like, I'm, direct I'm directly dealing with the clients and the planners and the caterers and like everybody. So... This is going to be really, really fun for me to like to put these songs out there, and they're not going to sound exactly like the record. They're going to sound no. just like our cool version of it, yeah, like right. more stripped down. That's what I think is so cool about yeah. it is because, you know, so many people are like, "Oh, I can't sing any of those songs. I've got to wait for the official, you know, album mm. release and that kind of thing." And I'm like, I'm like, uh, uh, man, it's totally different. Right. It's mm -hmm. so different. And what I want people to be ready for and understand when we release all the live videos for each of your songs you're going to be able to release your album at mm -hmm. the end of october that's what i mean and you're going to be able to release songs with a live version of that song that's because you're doing it right here gold. on the stage that is so gold. much it's so much fun though i want to do more gigs because i don't have a lot of proof of concept so that's where this video content is going to come into so such handy i feel like i'm with that i'm going to be able to get more gigs and, well that's and what do we're here for performing what i mean i've so. i've said this and i try to say it Interstate music, yeah, we sell stuff. We sell guitars, we sell gear, we sell pro audio, all that stuff. We sell stuff, sure. Mm -hmm. But what interstate music, what we actually care about as musicians and artists and, you know, podcasters, we care about people that are passionate about music, about sound, about all of that. Mm -hmm. And we want to be a site that people go to to see other musicians and to be a musician and want to get elevated and use interstate music to help, you know, show people who they are and share their stories just like we're doing right now yeah. because that's actually that connectivity that that musicians need mm -hmm. and, the, and and we want to be part of that journey part of that story right. for you it's expensive I, it's expensive to put and all this together it really is and like if i was just gonna you know self-fund a multi-camera soundstage you know promo <sighs> thing for myself it's like, crazy it would set me back and then i would delay the process of making more music in the future you know what I mean? And so yeah. this, so these little, this, this is not a little gesture. Like what you're offering is like incredible because it, it keeps, it helps it. So when you said, what's next? I want to have this machine yes. that, you know, I create and then it generates Yep. and I create, but if I'm just creating and just like depleting, right. <laughs> I can't generate anymore. Right. You know? So I have more songs, you know, I've, I'm, I'm very inspired, you know, to just keep going. And so Well, I'm, Leslie, we yeah. are we are going to be here for you to keep growing with Yay! and through and I we're going to let try. we're going to let everybody know about you and we're going to and and here's the thing. We need people to pay attention and support their own industry. Mm -hmm. Musicians need to help elevate others and support yeah. others and and share your stuff and you don't have to love another musician's music but you have to love their passion and understand right. it and and put it out there because you don't know who in your friend group is going to like this or not like it so share it you know yeah. with with all authenticity in it in and helping others so that's what we want to be part of and i can't thank you enough for number one just now being part of the interstate music family and being yeah. part of the show and sharing your story and your I'm journey honored, truly thank you so Very much special as you have here thank you so much this has been the interstate music podcast i am jeff peterson and as you know at the end of this podcast it is time to say peterson out peterson out <laughs> <laughs>